You are listening to the weekly podcast from Journey Christian Church. For more information about Journey, please check out our website at journeychristian.com. We are a community of fully devoted disciples of Jesus who reach out to love our neighbors, serve the hurting, and develop leaders for ministry. Well, good morning, Journey. How you doing? Good. I want to welcome all of those joining us online and those at our Lake County campus. We are in a series called Analog Christian, and we're looking at the fruit of the Spirit and how we can follow Jesus while living in a fast-paced digital world. If today's your first Sunday with us, we're grateful to have you. Our team's been praying for you, and we truly believe that God has something special for you today. You know, last week we heard a powerful message from Pastor Kyle Wall on faithfulness instead of forgetfulness. And as we've been looking at the fruit of the Spirit, our series memory verse has been found in Galatians 5.22. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You know, there's three things I know about human life. The first is to be kind. The second is to be kind. And the third, help me out, is to be kind. But why can this concept be so difficult? I don't know if, how you feel about God. Maybe today's your first time in the church. But it doesn't matter what age we are, what demographic we are, whether today is the first time we're in a physical church building or we come here each and every week, at some point in our life, we've been told to be kind, maybe by a parent or a teacher, maybe a grandparent. But this concept can be so difficult. Today, we're going to look at kindness instead of hostility. Before we look at kindness, I think it's under, uh, important for us to understand what kindness is and what kindness is not. You see, kindness is not just a term to describe an action. Kindness is a characteristic that describes people. It's not a feeling that we have towards somebody. It's something that we do for someone. I think if we could simply define kindness, it would be kindness is love in action. Colossians 3.12 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. You see, kindness often requires us to sacrifice something. Kindness often requires us to put somebody else's needs before our own needs. And I think that's exactly why it can be so difficult. You see, on the flip side of kindness is hostility. Wrongdoing and destruction are just some of the building blocks for hostility. And in this digital culture that we live in, there is such a focus on division. And kindness plays a huge part in that. You see, in many ways, when you look at the world today, kindness almost seems like it doesn't stand a chance with the significant rise of hostility that we see. And that is all the more reason that I believe we need to dive deeper into what biblical kindness looks like and exactly how 
we can live that out. My son, back in 2016, he had a YouTube channel. He went through this phase of being a YouTuber. And if you know my son, don't even pull out your video and look up his channel. Because as a high schooler, those videos from elementary school and middle school, he unlisted those long ago. But he had this YouTube channel and he went through this phase during the summer when he was 10 years old of making YouTube videos. And I would show you a picture, but part of the deal of me sharing this story was that there would be no videos and there would be no photos of him. You see, one day he came up to my room as I was cleaning things out because we were coming to the end of summer. So we were getting ready for back to school. And so he came up to my room and I was cleaning stuff out and he found my secret stash of cash. It was my back to school shopping money for his clothes and school supplies and that type of thing. And he saw several hundred dollar bills. His eyes lit up and he was like, mom, can I please borrow those hundred dollar bills? He said, I promise I'll return them. They'll be in the same form that they are. I won't do anything to them. I'll return them. I just need them for a quick video. So during this season, I was a little crazy. I let him and his friends do things that I probably would have never let them do, but it was all about the video. It was all about the likes and the subscribers that were, that video was going to gain. And so I let him take the $100 bills. And my daughter at the time, she was completely over this season. She wanted nothing more to do with any videos because she never knew if she was going to be pranked or exactly what was going to happen. And so he made the video. He titled the video, Giving My Sister $100 Every Three Minutes. And although that is an act of kindness, it truly was an act because she was not allowed to keep those $100 bills. But he basically was reenacting what a famous YouTuber was doing. And this YouTuber was going around and he would give somebody $100 like every 10 minutes. And so he played off of that YouTuber and the influence they had and he made his own video. And so he edited the video, he posted it, and it was up for several weeks and pretty much responded the way all of his videos were responding. They'd get a few hundred views, but that was about it. And then one day, we were sitting on the couch, and I'll never forget it. He's like, Mom, I have no idea what's going on. He started to get all of these subscribers on his channel. His channel went from just a few hundred subscribers to almost 20,000 subscribers, all because of this one video. The video got over 1.2 million views. And as I logged into his account and looked at the video, I'm like, what in the world has happened? It didn't make sense. But then I saw all the engagement on the video. There were so many comments on the video, which caused it to get engagement and caused it to get all these views. And when I say comments, I'm not talking about good comments. There were good comments and there were bad comments, but was, what was really interesting was the comments and the conversations that people were having with one another. You see, the hostility that was occurring between these people all on a YouTube video is absolutely unbelievable. And that's why the video took off and went viral. You see, hostility really plays a key part in supporting what happens on social media. Hostility in many ways supports and almost holds together what happens with hostility. But in 1 Thessalonians 5, 15, it says, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, 
but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. You see, this verse, though, is so counterculture to what we often see in today's world. To truly under, for us to truly understand kindness, I think it's really important that we look at the divine source of kindness. And Jesus set the ultimate example with this. He set the ultimate example of kindness with his own life. In Romans 5.8, it says, While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I don't know about you, but when I think back to Tammy pre-Jesus days, that was when I was at my very worst. But Christ gave his life for me. God sent his son Jesus to die for our sins. He demonstrated the ultimate act of kindness through that. And he extends kindness to us each and every day. You see, in order for us to truly grasp the source of kindness, I think we need to acknowledge that kindness of the world and kindness of the spirit are very different. You see, kindness of the world is oftentimes driven by empathy, compassion, and a desire to help others, but more for a personal gain or for selfish ambition, not for eternal purposes. Kindness of the spirit is very different though. And I do have to say that when it's of the fruit of the spirit, it does not come natural. Kindness does not come natural, even though we may know people who are kinder than others. We have to rely on the Holy Spirit for this. The works of the flesh seem overwhelming, both in us and around us. But God is good enough and God is big enough to change everything through the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit can always conquer the works of the flesh. You see, fruit has several characteristics that are really important. Fruit isn't achieved by working, but it's achieved by, it's birthed by abiding. Fruit is birthed by abiding in the Father. Fruit is fragile. Fruit reproduces itself. Fruit is attractive and fruit nourishes you see, the fruit of the Spirit is rooted in the belief that it results in a spiritual transformation and the presence of God and the Holy Spirit in each one of us. When we surrender to the Holy Spirit, He transforms our hearts. He transforms our hearts and He molds us into the likeness and the image of Christ. As recipients of God's kindness, it's important for us to extend that kindness to, to others. We're reminded of this in Ephesians 4.32. It says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. You see, kindness is a big deal to God. And when we choose to be kind, we're choosing to extend God's love and his grace. Philippians 4, 5 says, your kindness should be known to all. 
You know, I don't know if you've ever maybe done an act of kindness. I know we have a lot of extremely kind people, especially here at Journey, or if you were ever on the recipient's end of, of experiencing kindness. But I think we all can agree that there is power in kindness. Today, we're going to look at a story from the Good Samaritan. And the term Good Samaritan um, can be misunderstood in the story in the Bible that we're going to look at. Because when you hear Good Samaritan in today's culture, it often refers to the hero of the story. As I was preparing this message just last week, I heard a Good Samaritan rescued a baby from a hot car. But in this context, a Samaritan was a different race than the Jews. And so the Jews and the Samaritans did not have a good relationship. They actually both were guilty of discrimination and racial profiling against one another. If you have your Bibles, you can open with me to Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 25. And if you don't have a Bible, there's a Bible in the seat back in front of you. This story can be found on page 892. If you don't have a Bible also, you can take that Bible as a gift from Journey. But we're going to start reading in Luke 10, chapter 25, Luke 10, verse 25, it says, on one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? And I'm going to pause right here for just a minute. How many times have you done that? I know I'm guilty of it. God, do you really mean I'm supposed to be kind to that person? God, do you really mean I'm supposed to be interrupted in this moment or that moment? But this guy was saying, who is my neighbor? Have you ever looked for a way to get out of what God was speaking to you? Continuing in verse 30, Jesus replies by sharing a story. In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he, when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. You see, from this story, we see three people that represent three different attitudes or approaches we have to people. We saw the priest, we saw the Levite, and we saw the Samaritan. Each one of these approaches are approaches that we can often have in life. The first is the approach of avoidance. I must keep my distance. 
because if I get too close, what might happen? You see, the priest, he kept his distance. He avoided the man completely. We can so easily do this. Sometimes I think we do this intentionally, but sometimes I think we do it unintentionally. Like we don't even realize what's happening. We don't even, we're not in tune with the Holy Spirit to know to respond to a need at different times. The second was the approach of being curious, but uncaring. You see, when the Levite saw him, he did the same thing. He passed by on the other side. He sees and he stares, but he doesn't respond. The first guy was the priest and the second guy was the Levite. And both of them in those days would have been referred to as a religious figure. And both of them walked right by. Curiosity stares, but kindness stops. Curiosity stares, but kindness stops. Almost every miracle in the Bible happened because of a result of an interruption, causing Jesus to stop. The third would be the approach of showing kindness. The third was the the Samaritan. Probably the least likely to have done this, to help the man. He traveled, he came to the man, he saw him, he took pity on him. He bandaged the man up. He took him to the inn and he took care of him. You see, Jews viewed Samaritans as half-breeds, both physically and spiritually. Samaritans and Jews also had open hostility. But I love what Jesus did in this story. He showed that love has no boundaries. Jesus highlighted the significance of showing kindness to strangers and even showing kindness to enemies. He emphasized that everyone is our neighbor. I love our church. I love what we get to do when it comes to the time of Serve Day. I don't know if you've ever been part of Serve Day, but Serve Day is an opportunity that we can show kindness and the love of Jesus to our community. We want people in our community to know that we are for them. Last Serve Day, we had the opportunity to connect with an incredible woman who truly lives out a life of kindness. Steve Painter, one of our key volunteers at our Lake County campus, he connected with a woman, Minister Lily Taylor. And this was Minister Taylor at our last serve day. She has such a heart for the northeast part of Mount Dora. She connected us with four different homes that we were able to serve. This woman truly lives out kindness. So I had the opportunity to have breakfast with Steve Painter and her just this past week and to sit down at a table and to just hear her heart is unreal. She lives a lifestyle of kindness. She could easily be be enjoying a retired lifestyle, enjoying her grandkids, but she chooses each and every day to show kindness that only comes from the Father by what she does, and by how she lives. She said to us at breakfast, she said, Steve, do you think we're gonna be able to do six homes this time? She's always looking for more ways to show God's kindness to others. Let me ask you, would you consider yourself a kind person? Or even better, 
Would you, would your family or would your neighbors or your coworkers, would they consider you a kind person? Many times we can give ourselves excuses not to be kind. But there's one thing I know. For those that belong to the family of God, kindness is not optional. Kindness is not optional. So how can we cultivate a lifestyle of kindness? The first thing I think we need to do is we need to fix our eyes on Jesus. We must keep our eyes on Jesus. He was first kind to us. And it is only by fixing our eyes on him that we can be kind to others. In Hebrews 12, 2, it says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. When we keep our eyes on Jesus, it is only then that he can mold us into his likeness. It is only then that we can bear the fruit of the Spirit. The second thing we must do is we must see the needs of people around us. Kindness always starts with our eyes. You can't see things. You can't be kind to people if you don't first see the need first. One thing I know is hurry is the death to kindness. For over seven years, I was a flight attendant. And it was a crazy season of life. Raising three kids, my husband's job is very demanding, and we still served in full-time ministry. And I felt like I was always in a hurry when it came time to flying. So I was always running to my gate to make sure I was at work on time. There were so many times that I can remember feeling the tug of the Holy Spirit on my heart, but I was too much in a hurry. I couldn't stop. I was not prepared for that interruption because hurriness completely kills kindness. The slower we go, the more we see. 1 Corinthians 10, 24 says, no one should seek their own good, but the good of others. One thing that I've done in my life was I came to a place where I would just ask God. I would ask God, God, give me the eyes to see what you see. I promise you, when you start praying that prayer, you start seeing things that only he can make you see. Because in the flesh, you will never see it. The next thing we must do is we must sympathize with others. You might be thinking, but I'm not a sympathetic person. Don't worry, I'm not either. So how do we do this? We have to listen more than we speak. To sympathize with people, we have to listen more than we speak. We see with our eyes, but we sympathize with our ears. Yesterday, I had the opportunity to come to Food for Life and serve with the team that serves people in our community here at our Apopka campus. And it's absolutely amazing what takes place during Food for Life. There's people getting fed, but there's also people being prayed for, being prayed over. There's mentors that will sit down at a table. They'll sympathize with people. And yesterday I looked into the room where the mentors were at and I saw so many people that were just listening 
to people's stories. They were sympathizing with others. Often I think it's difficult for us to sympathize with people because we look at people for how far they need to go. We don't look at them for how far they've come. If we start looking at people for how far they've come, we are extending God's grace in a way that only God can do. Galatians 6.2 says, carry each, other bur- each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. The fourth thing we must do is we must seize the moment to help. We can't wait to feel kind. I don't know that I would ever feel kind. Kindness can be inconvenient. Kindness can inconvenience us. We can't wait to feel kind. We have to step out in faith and put our fears aside and act in kindness. For years, I was in a small group and my husband and I were in this group with several other couples. And it it became one of my highlights of the week to go to our life group and listen to this one man share his story because he always did random acts of kindness that were completely extreme and they were only spirit-led. He'd be driving down the road and he would see something or God would speak to him. He would feel the tug on his heart of the Holy Spirit and he would respond. And that was always a highlight for us to know. We'd always be like, okay, what's your crazy story for the week? Because a lot of us would look at him and be like, he is crazy. Like, stopping for people. I mean, like in today's day and age, you could think you're going to get hurt or something would happen to you if you would do some of the stuff that he did, but he didn't care. He seized the moment to help. The last thing we need to do is we must do whatever it takes. You see, there's always a cost to kindness. Kindness requires sacrifice. It requires us to sacrifice our time. It requires us to sacrifice our money our energy, our focus. Oftentimes it requires us to sacrifice our reputation. Students that are in this room, are you willing to sacrifice your reputation to be seen with that kid at school? Or talk to that kid that you know you should talk to? Matthew 7, 12 says, so in everything, Do to others what you would have them do to you. You see, kindness is not just an action. Kindness is an attitude that flows from our heart, from a heart that is transformed by God's love and his grace. Kindness is an expression of God's love towards us. You see, acts of kindness oftentimes have a much greater impact than we sometimes realize. You know, there's a lot of people that will never step foot into these four walls to hear the greatest story ever told of God's goodness and his grace and what he did for them. There's a lot of people that will never step foot in this building there's a lot of people that you will come in contact with that will experience Jesus by the kindness that you show them. 
So who is it that you need to be kind to? You know, kindness from the spirit is completely spirit-led. So as we push into living a spirit-filled life, it's amazing what God will do. It's amazing who right now in your sphere of influence, God wants to use you to impact their life. God wants you to show his kindness and it could change their life for all of eternity. So who is it that you can be kind to this week? Who is it that you can show God's love to this week? Let me pray for you. Father God, I just thank you. Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you that we could gather, worship you, learn from your word. I just pray, God, and ask that your spirit right now would work in the hearts of people. God, I pray that your spirit would do what only your spirit can do. God, I pray that as we leave this building, as we move on with our day, God, that we would truly live a life with a heart that's transformed by you. God, our flesh is weak, but your spirit is strong. I thank you, God, for so many people that are so kind, that truly live a life, completely surrender to your spirit and completely obedient to what you call them to do. God, I pray that we would learn from one another and that we would live a life surrendered to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks for listening to the weekly podcast from Journey Christian Church. If this message was a blessing to you, be sure to click the follow button and share it with your family and friends. For more information about Journey Christian Church, please go to journeychristian.com.